0: Hey guys, Patrick Ewell here for the Tennis One podcast. My co-host Madison is going to join later in the show. She's down in Charleston right now, but we had to talk about Miami because we were just down there for almost three weeks. Tennis One being the official app, and we've got a special guest today who is also down there. I don't know about three weeks. I mean, he lives there, so we'll see. But we have Wes Lammy from Miami WorldwideWest.com. Wes is a play-by-play commentator and writer for his own site. Wes thanks for joining us today how you doing man Patrick man just like you survived Miami you Look great the, stuff. I, I'm like I, something looks better about me and I realize it's definitely the tangent yeah yeah well I told you man. you look
1: good honestly I'm not making this up remember I told you I said you look good you'd be like you're ready for some tennis action yeah. Some qualifying action with you, man.
0: Well, where were you at the uh, Miami Open Media Tournament? They had that tennis tournament for just media. I didn't see you out there. Well, that, that, that's
1: a very, very good question, Patrick. That that week, as you may know, in, in, the, in the outside tennis sports world, uh, it was just bananas down here in terms of college basketball down here with uh, Florida Atlantic and yep. um, University of Miami, both in the Final Four, both hoping to see each other. And then there were times I was literally in Boca Raton, and then there were times I had to drive in Coral Gables, so I didn't get to see much of that. But I, I usually hear, you know, I, I kind of get a little insight, especially from you, but how it went. But I completely missed that man.
0: Yeah. Well, next year, I mean, how those games go, by the way. We didn't see. Oh, oh yeah, we we uh, two in, two out. How about that? Two in. Two out. <laughs> uh, we showed no, I...
1: up, and then we we showed up, then we went back
0: home. Yeah, that's uh, that's tough. I went to let's see, that was one night where we actually got to go to dinner because the the tennis was earlier in the day, you know, at the women's final. I think being on Saturday, and went to Absolutely. Yard House, and man, it was packed down there. Oh wow! But those Florida yeah. Atlantic fans, you should have seen the look on their face when that that bucket went in at the end. <laughs> the butler did it. Yeah. yeah, the butler did it. That was much Madness,
1: man. That's where it is, man.
0: Yeah. Well, I was just saying, I didn't watch hardly any of it because, like you said, we were, we were at the yeah. Miami Open for three weeks. And for tennis one, it's kind of our Super Bowl because it's our biggest part. And uh, Laura and I are running around with our heads cut off. So,
1: no, you guys, you, know, you guys run the show down there. You know, you've come a long way, Patrick. I'm like, oh, hey, Patrick, my name's Wes Lammy. Next thing you know, you wow, your tennis one's all over the place at the Miami Open. Plaster tennis one. Yeah. Like, oh, they- wow.
0: They, uh, oh, Laura's job. hanging out. Laura's hanging out with Jamie Fox. <laughs> must be nice. <laughs> it must be nice. I didn't even get to meet Jamie Fox, but you know what? We we can't all be at Laura's level yet. But yeah, they, <laughs> they, they did an amazing job with our our logo was like yeah. everywhere this year. And some people ask yeah, me, yeah, yeah, yeah. "The official part? Like, are you the official sponsor of this tournament?" And I was like, <laughs> "No," but uh, you would almost think so with having our logo on the scoreboard. Yeah. The, and now they they're too nice to us so that was that was amazing but how many how yeah, years and, and hats off to you, oh, hats ahead. off
1: to you guys pat you guys look at the app is great i really mean it and, and just this alone man you guys are treading in the right direction reading that
0: uh, we definitely appreciate that. And and Wes, you gave us some feedback last year on some things that we uh, could have improved. And we did um, for sure make at least one of them with uh, with that article notification. So, yeah, uh, we definitely appreciate awesome. the feedback every year and anyone else that wants to submit feedback, like seriously, hit us up on social media. Like it's an app it changes every day and we know there's always something that can be improved and uh, nothing's ever super easy. So, um, yeah anything just hit us up we're, we're we'd love to hear from you so but uh let's Wes let's talk about you can I just ask uh I mean let's just start with this first of all you guys should know Wes covers like every sport if if you go to his website worldwidewest.com like there's 10 different tabs because it's it's like you know what sport don't you cover almost um just yeah, yeah, yeah. like what was the first sporting event that you covered in the Miami area do you remember
1: it's so it's so just just for your fact checkers out there, uh, Patrick. Uh, so, very fortunate. Like literally straight out of college, straight out of college. I went to Syracuse University. Straight out of college, I was fortunate to get a job at ESPN as a production assistant. And then from there, I started covering sports, literally in Chicago, Illinois. You know, Midwest. I would have oh, thunk, Chicago. Thunk? I lived yeah. there
0: for seven years, so I know it. Yeah, yeah. Wow, me, me,
1: me. Eight years, eight years. So that was great. And then, um. So I started covering literally sports, literally in Chicago, and also got my foot into play-by-play. But my very first, and from Chicago to me, but my very first Miami sporting event was uh, covering the Miami Heat, which coincidentally was um, LeBron's last year, 2013-2014. I I didn't think it would have been LeBron's last year, but uh, yeah, and then literally I got... I walk into covering one of the greatest NBA teams in the history of sports. And then, um, but there was a lot that led into that because my history of covering the WNBA in Chicago, just so much, you know, you don't just get out of college um, and then you start covering the NBA like that. Some people do, which they can, but, but that was my very first sporting event. And then, you know, how it is, Patrick, you just build up from there, your your credentials from covering the, the heat. And then, then I start covering Dolphins and the Marlins and, and it's just right in my back backyard. So it's it's easy for me to to cover so many events. It is, but like you said, like you come from Milwaukee to come to the Miami Open in Miami. And then, you know, we got the F1 coming up. And so it's just so easy to just wake up and say, oh, okay, I'm going to go cover an event.
0: Yeah. Well, so what was the first year that you covered the Miami Open, the tennis?
1: Wow, so that's a very good question. So my first year, was twenty sixteen. It was still on it was still at Key Biscayne. But the thing was when it was on Key Biscayne, there was limited space. So I couldn't I didn't have as much access two weeks like this. They used to they used to actually I think they when I was there, I had I had off. It was the space. So like I was able to cover like the first week or something, but they were like, you know, space and stuff. Um and I I don't mind I didn't mind it just you know just being there was pretty awesome but that's the key thing that that that's interesting with the Miami Open what they've mm-hmm. done from coming from Key Biscayne the location and everything um mm-hmm. it's been a big deal so I used to it was Key Biscayne and, and it was kind of I don't want to say cram cram is not the right word but it just it wasn't it wasn't that much space it for was, Key was, Biscayne was, and honestly yeah,
0: was, yeah, was, yeah, yeah 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 for sure
1: correct but the thing is too patrick like i think if like what you and laura do now if you guys were able to it would probably been hard for you guys to do what you do now i keep this it was just a little my opinion in terms of not much space
0: yeah well they almost have too much space now i mean there's you know you could never run out of rooms in the dolphins football <laughs> stadium to you know host the media and whatever else yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, they've got they've got plenty of space now, that's for sure. But it was fun. I, I like that Key Biscayne uh location, you know, it was kind of like, yeah, it was kind of falling apart at the end, but like it was um, I don't know, it's just it just had that aura, you know, it had that vibe when you were there. And uh, absolutely, yeah, it was on the water than you do when you're at Hard Rock, you know, but I, I don't know, it's what they do to turn the. Dolphins facility into a tennis facility is amazing. And, uh, yeah, a great job with it. But, yeah, maybe it's just being sentimental.
1: <laughs> yeah, but also, too, remember, it was on the water, Patrick, which is yeah. – is, this is – that's Miami. You come you come for the water, you know, obviously. Yeah. So that, that's definitely something you can't take away. But it's one of those things where,
0: you know, pros and cons, you know?
1: Pros yeah. and
0: cons. Yeah, 100%. So what do you – you know that so first year 2016 covering Miami Open was that the first time you covered yep. tennis as a sport or had you done it somewhere else
1: absolutely yeah absolutely and then it goes back to what i was saying in terms of it being in my background you can imagine you have the tennis tournament here and i'm saying to myself man i, I got, you know i love tennis and then you know obviously with just just the major uh, storylines of serena and venus and then obviously you have players i i grew up just really a fan of Jim Curry who by the way I ran into the elevator, and I had two cups of coffee in my hand, and no, two cups of tea. I had a cup of coffee and a cup of tea, and I'm thinking, oh my god, Jim Currier in the elevator. I remember watching you growing up, and I can't even take a picture with him because I got cups of coffee in my hand. But anyway, but um, so you got, <laughs> so bad, that, and that's how it is at the Miami Open, Patrick. You just yeah. run into like Jim Currier, but to make a long story short, um, yeah, I love the sport, man. The sport is just so beautiful, and and um, first time I really covered it um but again you know covering it it was it was to an extent where you just got to take it all in because it can get a little overwhelming you're like it's just so much so much like wow 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 and then you're like wow i'm here and then you're like okay hello you got to get to work you're here but you got to get to work yeah and um yeah but, but looking back on it on a scale of one to ten you know my tennis coverage from now to then I can say that like you know on a scale of one to ten, maybe my tennis coverage when I started, I thought it was a six, but okay. in reality it was a four. Yeah, like I was like, oh, I'm covering tennis, you know, it's right, tennis, you know, and then it was in reality, it was a four. And then um today i I can say I'm honestly a seven, you know, and that's starting with the help of like, I call him the Bruce Lee of tennis. um Richard Pegalero is a great guy out of New York you know you probably met richard he's awesome man you gotta pick his brain whenever you run into him he's a great guy i'm always picking his brain and then obviously just the resources of talking to people like you the atp contacts the wta contacts and then just the other writers man the other writers are always bouncing off each other they always want you know stuff from me stuff from big writers still from small writers yeah and then uh and just the players, man. You, you know how to you know those press conferences? I, I know you get the you get the exclusives, <laughs> but those press conferences are the best, man. I don't know. You sit through them; they're the best. The players are open, especially the women. They're just open, you know. Yeah. I think the transcript of the year was that women's doubles. That women's doubles. Were you oh, there for
0: yeah. the women's doubles? Yeah, for Jess and Coco. That was so good. If you find the transcript, yeah. guys, it, it was hilarious. They were just. They were like almost. It's like that feeling when it's super late at night, like midnight one, and, and you're just kind of like uh, feeling woozy or whatever, and you're just kind of like super loose, tired, whatever, you know, like yeah. it wasn't at that time of day, yeah. but like, that's what it was like, you know, they just, yeah. And then and and you're like, look, I'm
1: I'm done with a two week tournament.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a long, you part. know, they had rain
1: delays and everything. So yeah. Yeah. But that was great. But those are the things that, those are the things that really make you like, um, say hey okay look you know my tennis coverage now is just so much better compared to like what it was and um and again like going back to Richard for example he's covered tennis for years I mean like I'm not even close yeah. like what am I like five years in five whatever five whatever but this guy has covered tennis for years and, is, and he shares so much with me and and um and there's so many other people there man like people I think you know this Patrick. people who you really talk to there they love the sport it's not like you know, people are just there to just hang out. People really love the sport and you get so much cool insight.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's uh I mean, I, I was gonna ask you, like, surely there has to be something looking back when you first started covering. Was there something that you did that now you look back and you're like, oh, it's got kind of like I can laugh at myself now, but it's kind of funny that I like did what? it that way or well
1: well well, this is a story, Pat. You gotta hear this. <clears throat> so my first year at hardware. My first year at Hard Rod, which, if this stands, maybe, yeah, yeah, which may be, if it stands, which may be Serena's last year. Okay. So hear me out on this. So hear me out on this. So I remember I was in the press conference and Serena, I'm like, oh, wow, Serena, Serena's, Serena's, this is a Serena press conference. So, you know, like, there's probably no room in a Serena press conference in terms of seats. Serena, they're making a long story short. Serena's, Serena, we're asking Serena questions. And you know, they have the moderator pointing out who who can pick or whatever. Serena is her own moderator.
0: <laughs> she she and just it, points at people herself. She points, she's like, she's like, okay,
1: I'm taking this question from this person, this person. And I'm like, whoa, Serena is, and I don't know if you remember, you, I don't know, you may have been there. So anyway, so I see Serena moderating like her own press conference. And then I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, okay, I'm gonna ask a question. Is she even gonna pick me? Yeah. So anyway, to make a long story short, I ask her a question and I'm her last question oh, of maybe, maybe open time. history, of maybe, of maybe Miami open history. Wow. <laughs> well, <laughs> and then, oh my God, Patrick, I can't even remember the question. I was just in shock of her moderating the press conference. But yeah. at the same time, I'm like, whoa! This is Serena winner, the, the gold of tennis overall, and and stuff. And then obviously after that that press conference, she withdrew, and and then we had COVID, and yeah. I haven't seen her since then. Yeah, but it's one of those things I look back to this day, and then and then everyone is like, and then, and then and then and then Patrick, everyone is like, yeah, that's Serena, man. That's how she does it. I'm like, really? She just she just and and I look back, and I'm like, like I got a question into Serena. She picked me. Yeah. And then uh, it's one of those, uh, like, literally, next question, you're last. To the, I'm like, yeah, Serena. And then everyone was, like, respectfully listening to Serena picking the people.
0: Yeah. Well, it's funny you say that because um, I was at the U.S. Open this year covering for Tennis One. And, uh, you know, at the U.S. Open, we – we are not an official partner like we are in Miami, you know, so we are just standard media. So we go to the press conferences as well. Cause that's when we can ask the questions. We don't really get like our own one-on-ones for the most part, but the Serena press conference, because, you know, it was kind of her last year, sort of, it, it, she made it seem like she's never playing the open again, which we'll see. She might get the itch again, but she didn't officially retire, yeah. but she kind of made it seem like she's going to be doing. Uh, the press conferences you had to be invited ahead of time so not just anybody wow. could even come in the press conference so even if you weren't going to ask a question you wanted to just sit in there and listen like you couldn't even do that so it was um wow she, she had the uh, yeah. she the usta in the palm of her hand on that one you know just kind of yeah yeah. And, patrick, these, these,
1: yeah and patrick these are the stories that i'm hearing during the tournament Mm -hmm. you know these are stories i'm able to sit in and all these guys are telling me these stories about like like serena and 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 roger and and novak and like you hear these stories and i'm like wow like and this is this is again this is what goes back to like a tennis writer like better in terms of the game itself Mm -hmm. because you hear these stories obviously that's 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 an interesting story but when you hear the story of the games and this and that and just amazing stories you know we can't i won't go too much into it right now but the stuff i hear and i listen to and i'm like wow you know, i joke around you know i joke around with you guys mm-hmm. about like oh laura hanging out know, with jamie fox but when you really like get some insight it's like wow like wow
0: yeah and there's so many different stories in tennis you know i think i, I would guess that most of the sports you cover all the athletes are sort of competing in one contest you know like one game uh or f1 it's one race but in tennis correct story on you know 12 different courts because there's you know all these different matches going on and you kind of have to decide which one am i gonna pay attention to you know where where did you land on that this year
1: well that's the thing where um it's one of those things where
0: uh you you
1: i know we're gonna get a chance We'll talk about some picks in a bit but like it's one of those things when like you just sit back and and you hear the story of eubanks for example and stuff and then you hear about like obviously just sloan being out on the first night mm-hmm. um there's so many things that you you i don't know how to describe it but like the storylines wrap themselves without you that's the thing about timothy you you can go in you, you know there's a tournament Eventually, there's going to be women's, the doubles winner, women's winner, men's winner, you know, per se. But in those two weeks, man, day after day, like, there's so many things you learn about. And Coco talking about she's watching all, she's been watching March Madness of all the women and supporting LSU. And, you know, and, and there's so many things that go into it. But at the end of the day, you learn about Coco and her acting skills and her having, like, a TV appearance and stuff. And it's like, wow, she's like, I suck. I saw acting, and you're like, "Wow!" Like, you know, yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, but you there's storylines where you hear the same questions about Jessica Bulgaria, you know, you know, being a, a family member, of the owners of the Bills and stuff, and and you know, and and duh, you play at, you know, you play in a rivalry stadium where the Dolphins play, yeah. But she's she doesn't she doesn't she takes it in stride, you know. She lives in Boca, so it's one of those things yeah. where, like yeah, 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 exactly, exactly exactly nothing against that you can she can live wherever she wants obviously but at yeah. the you know hey we know she 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 flies the Bill's flag oh yeah where the yeah where the, where the owner of the Dolphins, obviously you know resurrected this tournament back here in South Florida so mm-hmm. there's so many things that go into it and then at the end of the day um even like when you go into like just the differences like I'm always hearing about the differences from what the men make compared to the women and there's so many things in that standpoint too, Patrick, where you say to yourself, wow, um, there's a lot to take in, in two weeks.
0: Yeah. Well, you, you bring up the Dolphins owner sort of resurrecting this tournament. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Hard rock. I, I went to the tournament in 2019 and, you know, that was before they had the F1. Obviously the Dolphins have been there. Yeah. That facility is just kind of becoming like the Mecca for sports, you know, with <laughs> how, um, how much variety you have there. So uh, I'm curious, like, how does the Miami open compare to a dolphins game or compared to the F1, you know, like, yeah, it's obviously much longer, yeah. you know, it's two weeks versus four days. Yeah. Day.
1: <clears throat> so Patrick, so let me share this with you. And I know you mentioned how I cover so many sports. So like the first few days I'm walking on campus and stuff and um I'm watching, I'm walking with Richard and stuff. And then there was one day my brother came to the tournament. I hooked him up with some tickets. <clears throat> and uh, Richard is like, Man, Wes, everywhere you go, the security's like dapping you up. And, and everyone's like saying, What's up to you? And this and that. And I'm like, Yeah, hey, this is Hard Rock Stadium at the end of the day. And uh, the funny thing is that, like, um, literally every corner I'm turning, everyone's like, Wes, what do you think about the Dolphins this year? What do you think about the Dolphins? What do you think about the Dolphins? I'm like, Well, we'll see, you know, what do you think about this? They just got Ramsey and two two other guys. And I'm like, well, we'll see. And by the way, guys, I'm here at a tennis tournament. <laughs> <And> <laughs> yeah. <I'm> like, so, <laughs> so, so the point, the point I say that is that like with the history, you know, of the tournament being on Key Biscayne mm-hmm. um, and the space and traffic just to get to Key Biscayne. And at a point where it was actually an issue. And you, and you mentioned it, you know, it was kind of falling apart. And a lot of people got, saw that sometimes that it was a bit elitist when I was at Keep This Game 2. Okay. But also that was because of the space. That's because of the space. Yeah. So, with that being said, it was one of those things where um, it was just brilliantly, brilliantly moved to Hard Rock Stadium, just brilliantly the way they moved it. And at the same time, um, the way that they turned it to a, a tennis oasis. Yeah. That's just brilliant. And this year, I really feel like it's one of the best this year. Obviously, with that concert series that they had, man, having Petra come out with are and the gang and in the, in the trophy. And you saw the fans, man, the diverse group of fans who came out. It was just amazing. So the fact that they're able to, the timing of it, obviously, um, post-NFL season, right in the heart of the NBA season, coming to an end here in South Florida, baseball about to start the timing of it all and, and the wastes of it. It's perfect. It's perfect. So in terms of it being here at this time, it's great. Would it, would they be able to figure something out during the NFL season? No, I don't think so. Obviously it'd just be too much in my opinion, but it ranks, it ranks up there. I tell people, look, it's worth it. People love it. People love it. People love it. You really find a true following of tennis followers here in South Florida um, with the timing of it all. So it's it's very just how do I say laid back, relaxed, you know, South Florida, the food, the the vibe, it's it's all there, it's all there for the taking, you can't miss it, you yeah. know what I mean, um, and it's perfect, it's it's it 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 it, it it's South Florida in it in and out, yeah, and at the same time, you know, um, again, you know, the timing of it all, of, of it falling into where it falls, you know, but you know yeah. if they this was like, they, the Dolphins has had a, a playoff run and and everything, it, it probably wouldn't be as popular as it is but the timing of it all is great it's great it's great i think in terms of it overall you know it's still a dolphin city in terms of nfl big nfl city but you know they know what they're doing Yeah, they know what they're doing in terms of having this time so it's great it's great it's great all
0: they're missing is a uh, flanagan's on site you know they just need to put one of those
1: (laughs) i'm telling you man you gotta you gotta get the the ribs, the rib rolls. Oh, yeah. You
0: know, I everybody, I, right right. Like, I, I mean, you know, we, we'd get out of the tournament so late, you know, like 1130 or midnight at best. You know, that's like best case, yeah. but almost every restaurant near where we're staying in Aventura is closed by the time we leave. So it's basically like Uber Eats every night. And, uh, you know, we just yeah. once we were like, let's just we just want to go to a restaurant. And everybody's like, well, still open and
1: yeah. go to Flanagan's.
0: Every, and every yeah. single person, it's like everyone's brainwashed. They use the exact same phrase every time. Everybody's like, Flanagan's, it's a South Florida staple.
1: Like, just South. South Florida staple, no the ribs. With. Yeah. The ribs.
0: Yeah. I got the ribs. They were very yeah, those, yeah, yeah.
1: They got the rib rolls. You know, they got that going on. And of course, their wings, man. People love their wings on Wednesdays.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Is that is that a wing Wednesday? That's like a deal they have or what? Yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: big deal big deal big deal that's funny. Big Deal, yeah but overall yeah yeah but and, and it's interesting because flanagan's is a big staple during the nfl season they have a flanagan's bus so uh, whenever we go to dolphins game, you see the flanagan's bus
0: there yeah
1: and uh they're great great
0: that's cool well maybe next year miami open if you're listening we want to on-site flanagan's uh that would be great if we could get that activation but uh <laughs> wes let's we talk about that, uh yeah. Should we talk about how the tournament went? I know you made some some pre-tournament picks, right? Okay, you want to share those with us yeah. and we can see how they did?
1: So this is how I approach it all the time. You know, me being such a, a expert. <laughs> You've
0: been doing it since 2016?
1: I know, right? So my time is, I always come up with a final four. So it's like a final two for men, final two for women. Okay. okay? So I was looking really good. I had Jessica Pagulia winning it all, yep, all right. I had her facing um the Russian arena uh, uh yeah
0: okay. so,
1: yep. yeah, yeah. And then for the man, I had Carlitos Carlos Alcaraz and um Daniel Medvedev. okay, all right, so those are those are my two. those are my two two. Yeah.
0: the final, obviously. Four.
1: yeah, and arena, I'm thinking, oh my God, I was swing an open champion, right? yeah she's, she's playing she's, great yeah, yeah she's she's great she's gonna come down to miami she's she got she's got the nerves all, all set and then obviously she she was out and then um jessica had jessica had that yeah, uh, yeah and then, correct and then jessica um jessica was looking good and then she had that night match and then she it was a delay and i'm like oh lord lord lord, lord. yeah and then she was out from there she was out from there And then, obviously, on the men's side, you know, the the amazing tournament match, maybe the match of the tournament was um, Carlos and Center. That was just amazing. Um, Yeah, that was just amazing match overall, the match of the tournament. And then, um, yeah, I I really think, obviously, with the delay that Carlitos dealt with and then he played the back-to-back opinion, I think that played a factor, but he doesn't make excuses.
0: Yeah, he wouldn't make an excuse on that, but. He did look a little winded there. I mean, he has to work so hard during his matches. You know, the guy gets literally every ball; doesn't give up on anything. Yeah, uh, he definitely looked exactly a little being there. But
1: exactly, and then obviously you have the story of Eubanks. You know, Eubanks was just amazing, um, Christopher Eubanks. You know, a qualifying player, and then he, then he goes up to Medvedev, and um, obviously Medvedev took care of business from that. And um and then Medvedev, yeah, he eventually went on and faced center and then and, and that's what happened. So I had one of four possible predictions, right? that yeah. even have Medvedev winning?
0: <laughs> but most of your other players at least made the semis. I think Sabalenka yeah. lost in the quarters, but um Pag- Correct. Pagula lost in the in the semi and then um Carlitos yeah. obviously to center, but yeah Yeah, yeah. Eubanks that's worth noting for sure I mean that was um when he beat I believe it was Barrer, the French guy right that win moved him into the top 100 in the live rankings and that was one of the coolest it wasn't in the main press conference room it was at the mix zone the mix zone yeah did you see that I mean he was like he was crying quite a bit afterwards you could see like how much it meant to him and and everybody really likes Chris, you know, that that goes to tournaments frequently, that even goes, you know, to the 250s and stuff. And that's where he's played a lot of his pro tennis is kind of at the 250 level for the most part. Um, and then obviously in qualifying's and stuff at other tournaments. But like, he's such a nice guy. And he's also, you know, he does play by play for Tennis Channel. Um, so he, wow. he he even called a match during this year's Miami Open. For tennis channel, I think it was Bublik and Wolf. It was a first round match. He literally did play by play for that match in the booth, and then he goes out and uh, yeah makes this run um, to the quarterfinals. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, and
1: I've heard he's amazing on tennis channel. He I heard that over and over. They said he's great on tennis channel. So that's he's he's on he's on track. Obviously, he's on track um, post tennis, possibly. You know, to yeah. if he's on track with that, Honestly with okay. his earnings uh, with tennis. Yeah, yeah, but but it's one of those things where you look at the story, Chris, Chris, Christopher Eubanks, right? And um, uh, he talks about like, hey, he doesn't look at the rankings per se. And he, he stopped looking at the rankings, mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, he, he said he stopped looking at the rankings. But at the same time, he he's moving up and he's building his following. And obviously, Jamie Fox flies in to come and see him. Jamie <laughs> Fox is pump, yeah, pumping him up on social media. Yep. And obviously he dealt with a little bit yeah. of a delay. Central single. Yeah. Yeah, another yeah, yeah. South Florida guy here and stuff. But at the end of the day, it's one of those things, Patch. when you say to yourself, man, you know, this guy, and he, he gave Medvedev a good run there. But, you know, that was like, hey, you know, it's all about consistency in the sport. We, we, mm-hmm. He talks about it. You know, so um, it's one of those things where, you know, your story of a tournament, but year-round, can you keep it consistent you know that yeah. that's the challenge he's gonna, gonna have to face and then after you, and you look on the women's side you know age 33 winning her first man the open you know and you know we, the storylines behind her and surviving that uh, just brutal crazy attack which is amazing she, she was amazing she was amazing yeah. um and then I, under the radar kept back up and you know when that when that tournament was a young opponent so it's just amazing in terms of what she's done too so um and then you know with the middle of the tournament we find russians are going to be able to compete again in wimbledon so medvedev is going to have a chance to compete and stuff and, and, and that goes that goes a lot to say and um one thing that i found amazing to petra too was when she mentioned how her goal is just to win one tournament a year <laughs> at least that you i think you were there when she said that but yeah. um, That that's a lot to be said, and you come in, you win an ATP 1000 in in Miami. That's that's a lot, you know, which is just under one of the four majors in tennis.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's her biggest title in a while. Obviously, you know, she's won Wimbledon, I think, twice. Um, So she's got one of the coolest stories for sure of any of the. I shouldn't say coolest, like just amazing in terms of like you said, surviving that attack. Her doctor told her that she wasn't probably going to be able to hold a tennis racket. After it yeah. happened. Yeah. Hand. Yeah, yeah. Hand. yeah, playing hand that she got stabbed on. So like it's uh yeah. pretty wild. Uh, she's one of the nicest players out there. And so it's um, really cool. She's one that everybody roots for, you know, every time. And and she has the game to take on anybody on any given day, I think. Um, you know, some some people were asking her about her consistency. I think really the word was longevity that should have been used because she's been around for a long time, you know, and, and she kind of has peaks and valleys. Like all of a sudden she she'll play really well and can beat literally anybody, and then uh, she'll go on a little streak that you know is probably not up to the standard she wants to be. But um, yeah, so cool to see her win the tournament and also against who is probably the you know like hottest player at the moment in terms of like the level that uh Rabakina is playing at, you know, like making an open final, winning Indian Wells. Um mm-hmm. so uh, you know, a much sort of the whatever next gen of, of players here. So yeah.
1: Yeah, and 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 Rabakina came into the to that match undefeated in tiebreakers and they played one of the they've been a 30 point tiebreaker, which is uh, unreal in the opening, 16, sack, 14, right? yeah yeah 16 14 at 30 point tiebreaker and in the miami heat like literally like guys when you come to miami open that that heat engulfs in, in that stadium they feel it down there so oh, yeah. you know it's easy for me to say hey you know it's you know i'm wearing t-shirts and shades but those women are playing playing very well and yeah, at that level that opening set was just unreal that tiebreaker
0: you know yeah. Well, everybody that sits in the stadium every day, like that, that's working or whatever, kind of knows and the players know too, what time the court is going to be in full shade, you know, and that and that was usually like 250 or three o'clock somewhere around there. Um, but if you were playing like the 1 p.m. match uh, or noon or yeah. tournament like that, that was a grind for sure, because, uh, yeah, the, the yeah. Court temperature obviously is probably 10, 15 degrees warmer than what the normal temperature is so correct yeah you uh, gotta get, your, you, gotta get your
1: cam- you gotta get your camera on the changeovers so that's yeah. sun, that side where the sun is when a changeover happens oh my god everyone's hitting the exits
0: yeah like literally, they're, yeah. they're,
1: they're running for
0: <laughs> it's very obvious why they put the nice you know 72 club on that side of the stadium uh very you know yeah
1: we want to keep those- especially during nfl season especially during nfl season
0: yeah for sure oh yeah when it's oh my gosh i was like well if they built the stadium like you know 20 more feet this way would we be in sun earlier like is that how it worked yeah but yeah man it's real yeah, yeah you, sit, you you sit on
1: that side
0: yeah that's the side. We, sit on that side i know how brutal it is just to sit there and believe me i don't want to complain about like watching tennis for a living but to just kind of sit yeah. there. And you're on the court, basically. I mean, where the where the photographer pit is, that's kind of where the tennis that's where tennis one was sitting. And it is hot, so we, uh, <laughs> you know, you definitely have to wear the sunscreen. Don't even think about trying to go without the sunscreen. So but that's okay.
1: Is right. a is a little side story behind the scenes. So originally they gave us parking in this area, service spot. Okay, okay. and uh, we had this area where and i was like guys last year you guys gave us like parking in the stadium and i just pull up and go through security Mm -hmm. and then they're like oh space f1 we're getting ready for f1 and i'm like guys getting ready for f1 we gotta get we gotta we gotta fix this and thank god you know god bless god bless lisa because she saw it in my face i'm like we gotta do something about this parking so you can imagine lugging equipment and getting getting stuff and walking through that heat and the sun. And I'm just like, guys, you got to do it. And then towards the end of the tournament, I start, you know, you know, dappering up a little bit in suit and tie. And I'm like, come on, guys. So, thank God they, they adjusted. They were like, yeah, we get it. It's hot, man. It's hot.
0: Yeah. Well, the tournament, shout out Lisa and the tournament staff for sure, because they're super helpful down there. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't, couldn't say enough about them. So, definitely one of the the best tournaments to work with, from our perspective, for sure. So yeah, yeah.
1: I, I hear, I hear. We got the best music, Patrick. Everyone's like, "West man, you guys got the best music." Like Ian Wells. I, well, don't, I, I don't know. I, never heard I don't know else, about but a I heard...
0: tournament that has like such a big focus on. You know, this is obviously the first year that Miami Open has done this, right? Where they they had Cool in the gang, and then they had SEMA Funk. You know, they advertised like two stage music concerts. And they also had like half off Stellar Tois beer during the concerts. And that's great. I, I would love to see more tournaments bring in some some music. The Australian Open does like a little festival outside the grounds that they, they have. Uh, yeah, big music acts and stuff, but there's not a lot of them that do it. So that was cool. You know what else you here to... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead.
1: I heard, I'm just here. I heard it was, com- it was compared to Indian Wells and they say Indian Wells... The music is, I don't, know. I don't know, I hear it's dry, per se,
0: not much, yeah. Well, they definitely don't have, they, they're they not bringing in the caliber of acts that Miami Open brought in this year, you know, yeah. a lot exactly. of times, some of the other tournaments, they'll have, like, the Brian Brothers Band, which they're good, you know, they have their own band, and they look them up, uh, you know, they like to play, <laughs> exactly. they're, they're, like, kind of a jam band type thing, but, like, you know, they're not cool in the gang, so. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that it's definitely
1: yeah. an our DJ, DJ, a resident DJ during a tournament is amazing.
0: Well, and I would even say I was at Indian Wells this year and I love that tournament. And it's, you know, the perfect time to be in Palm Springs. The weather's amazing. It's dry. You know, you're not sweating as much as like in Miami, yes. you have the mountains and yeah. the courts and like it's beautiful. But I would say as far as the energy, like Miami has way more energy and like, I don't know. There's just like a vibe at Miami that, you know, kind of gets you more excited. I think Um, Indian Wells is, it's definitely a lot more chill, you know? And uh, I don't know. I think if you're you're looking for like a really good time or whatever, like Miami is, and then obviously the city of Miami, like Miami has a totally different energy than any other city. So, you know that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. We'll we'll take that. We'll take that. Obviously. yeah. 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 No, but, but overall, you know, again, but like I said, I've never been in Indian Wells yet, but I hear it and I'm like, oh, OK, you know, I like think you just take in the info and, and mm-hmm. go from there. And um, and then, but you hear like obviously how like I hear like um, at the U.S. Open. They, like For example, I, I, to, I told you just about the parking pass story here. I heard they don't give out parking passes at the U.S. Open or something like that. I, I hear that, you know, so much
0: yeah the u.s open is it's strict for sure i'll say that um this is our first year that we got credentialed there and similar to your experience in miami the first year you did it we didn't get the full full period of the tournament you know we got qualifying and then like half of the first week of main draw which hey we're we're happy with like we're a new company so we're just happy to get in the door and we appreciate that but um they they are definitely the most strict, I I would say, because they probably have the biggest TV deal of anybody, you know, and they really have to defend the rights that they've sold to some of these groups. Um, and so that's why they're, they're so strict with like, you know, don't even think about posting something on social media that maybe crosses a line in terms of like match footage or anything like that. You know, they'll, they'll catch it in a second. Um,
1: yeah, Actually, Maybe you could tell me about this. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't, know. I don't. know the rules. There's times they say I can videotape some press conferences, and they say no for the man. And, and I, this is different. Miami, Open. I don't know all different terms, But I, I don't get the. It's weird. I try yeah, to get think, a clear understanding of it.
0: Well, the different tours, I think, even have different rules. I'm not sure. Maybe that'll change as they work more and more together because they are starting to work more and more together, but. For the most part, you know, journalists, just if you're getting in as a journalist, most of the time they only let you record the audio. You know, they won't let you take a picture of it if you're not a photographer. Uh, And then they won't, you know, even pull out your cell phone and like snap a photo. Um, They definitely don't want you recording the video of it. You know, even us as official app, we don't record the official press conferences. We usually get those one-on-ones that we do. And sometimes if it's a small enough group of reporters, they'll let us record the uh, the mix zone, you know, sort of. But for the most part, they, uh, you know, it's kind of one of those things where they want to protect everyone's question. You know, like they want whoever is asking the question in the press conference to be able to use that question in their article before it gets posted as a video somewhere else, you know, and. And I don't know if other sports do it like this or not. I think tennis, it feels like, is more strict than some of these other sports. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be like if, you know, you, Wes, asked a question, got a really great response, and you're like, oh, this is great for my article, you know, da, da, da. I'm whipping up a great headline, yeah. to get people to come. <clears throat> tennis One already posted the video of it on Twitter, and everybody already knows about it, and now my story is like, you know, not as groundbreaking or interesting because the information's already out there somewhere yeah that that's my impression yeah, anyway. yeah. Um, i mean i know
1: it's fair game but it's 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 i guess i don't know
0: yeah it's I it, think it be a little clear is is tennis more strict than the other sports i mean obviously you cover so yeah many- i've yeah i've found it like there's
1: been times where like i don't know if you know how they have the, the, the room but they'll have the, they have like a, a, a private room for the players Mm-hmm. So like you you have a private room for the players, you can record audio but you can't do video. You mm-hmm. know, and, and this is we're we're in twenty twenty four man twenty twenty three per se. You know, and like camera phones and everything. You know, yeah, video is always thin. And um, I mean I understand, but it's 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 just I don't know. I I don't hear the I don't. There's not clear rules written or, or told. It's not until you pull your phone out and they're like
0: you do it and then somebody like yells at you no 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 yeah yeah no i i agree that rules could be posted somewhere to make it more clear just so everybody because i yeah i mean i read the the media guide even and it's it's not always clear who can do what and um yeah yeah. i think sometimes tennis does some things that maybe restrict uh our growth a little bit you know if if we were a little more loose and, and let people promote it more, I, I would hope it'd be good for the sport, right? Yeah, but but also
1: too, Patrick, I learned we look at the ATP WTA and I had to learn. I was like, well, there's the ATP WTA, but they're not really together. Yeah. And I was like, oh, really? I was like, oh, really? And then, you know, that's a whole nother podcast, but, <laughs> you know, you learn that, and then you say, well, okay, I thought these people were, were cohesive together, but they're kind of separate, but they're together. They're in a tournament, but
0: they're not. They get paid them. Yeah.
1: And it's like, oh. Well,
0: especially Miami Open, you know, them hosting it at the Dolphins site, that kind of, it, there are a lot of layers to the tournament. You know, there's like the people that work for the Dolphins. There's IMG. There's people that are hired. Yeah under the name of the miami open tournament uh so there's just and then there's atp wta who like you said they're more together now than they've ever been but um they still have all the same rules so yeah there's definitely a lot of um logistics that i think can only be learned with like going to the tournament a bunch and probably (laughs) making probably getting yelled at once or twice and then i mean i know i've got yelled at even this year for for so don't spray aerosol sunscreen when there are photographers nearby, for the record. It sounds obvious now, but ha, they let me know quickly when uh, yes, yes. that stuff. So yeah. yeah, well, Wes, you told us your picks. Let me just run through. We did a Miami Open draft. I don't know if you've ever listened to these podcasts, Wes, but we basically before Masters 1000s and Grand Slams, we do a draft where... We can pick four players. Each player has okay. to be in a different category. So the categories that we did were top 10 players, players that were in the new Netflix show, breakpoint, players yeah. that are either a wild card or a protected ranking. So that you know, kind of get into the tournament that way. And then field. So anyone else that doesn't fall into that into that category. And yeah, we just go through and do a snake draft. And it was myself, Laura, and Madison, who is our other tennis one. Uh, you know, she's, she's, I say, utility infielder, honestly. We all, you know, write, we do interviews, we, so whatever you want to, multimedia journalist is probably the best word for oh, yeah. Madison. But let me just tell you the results for anyone that listened to that podcast of who won. So just looking at the women first, Madison, won the women's and her team was Ribakina who got the furthest of any of her players. Actually, uh, we didn't, let's just say this. We didn't do super well on the women's draft because you get one point every time your player wins a match and Madison has, uh, yeah. and that was the, that was the winning team. So two of her players didn't get out of the first round and then uh, Montgomery won one match for, her and then Ribakina won five, obviously getting to the final. So, yeah, I mean, my best players were Krejcikova and Bedosa who, you know, sort of went out early and then. Yeah. Had Sabalenka that was, that was her best player, but she had Sakari and Collins who, you know, both went out pretty early as well. So Madison finishing first with six points, Laura, four, myself, three, that is a tough effort on the women's side. So,
1: effort tough effort
2: but
0: come inside, inside inside bouncing back strong because i won that one with i think it's my first draft win i never win these things uh 14 points is how many teams how many points my team because i had medvedev and center on my team so that oh, wow yeah, yeah obviously both those guys getting to the final that pretty much sealed the deal sealed it yeah but Madison finished with seven points. She was in second. She had both Fritz and Alcarez on her team, uh, that that scored some points for her. And then Laura had she finished with four points. Uh Pass was her top ranked player. And you know, he got like a yeah. walkover and then he won one match and then he went out after that. Bounce. Yeah. But yeah. But those but- are those are fun to listen to if you ever want. I Think next time instead of picking the players based on like how good they are, their merit, I think we need to pick them based on like a story. Like, you have to tell an anecdote of like, this is why I'm picking this player because one time they did this and it has nothing to do with how good they yeah. are. And uh, yeah, just see how it goes. Maybe for the next, maybe for Mutual Madrid, we'll do that. But or oh, oh, you,
1: or you, oh, you guys can borrow or
0: use my method.
1: Oh, yeah? I think this, you guys your... can. You can do you can do a final because you guys you guys have four. You guys can do a two. You guys can do a two. Yep. Like a, a, like, a like a true Vegas bet yeah. for for two. And then you can do two with a cool story or a cool or yep. like yeah. And so you can so you have four on a man and the women.
0: Yeah. And maybe in my opinion.
1: Because like yeah, because you know, people are gonna be like, Right, I'm picking Carlos, why are you not picking Carlos? Well, okay, yeah, we know Carlos can maybe but for example. You know, yeah, and then like for example, Novak Novak wasn't in it this year. Yep, you know, maybe you know, just something where like you can't like not pick Novak, for example. You yeah, know? but but at the same time, you got you got a player like Medvedev who's beaten um, Novak and and in in in, 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 a, in a tournament. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. So it's, it gives you a chance to really pick certain players that you know that can maybe be your guaranteed lock. Yeah, um, but at the same, yeah, we're gonna have fun with it. And then, like, like again, yeah, the
0: stories of Eubanks and, and, and yeah Pagulia, like that's the kind you know, of Cocoa. Stuff. Like we're picking Eubanks yeah. because of these reasons, you know. I think that could be a yeah, fun one. Yeah,
1: Coco, yeah. Coco, a, a hometown girl, you know.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, I pick Coco a lot actually for my teams. I think I didn't get her in this. Did I get her in this one? Let's see who got Coco. It doesn't look like she got picked, so that must mean that. So we picked other top 10 players, but we also, we made, we'll just tell you, uh we made the mistake of not picking Carlos in our Indian Wells draft. Nobody picked him because he'd been hurt so much leading into that tournament. And he had withdrawn from other tournaments, like as recently as two weeks before Indian Wells. And so we were like, uh, is he like not fully healthy? You know, is he going to win a match or two? And then maybe have to retire in the middle of another one or, and he won the tournament. So. That won't yeah. again, I can assure you. <laughs>
1: well as you know, the masters as you know, the masters, the masters just started. So oh, you I, have to pick Tiger.
0: Oh yeah. Well I uh, am yeah, a little draft yeah. for the Masters as well. I didn't pick Tiger, I wanted to, but Yeah. What did he finish yeah, at? He was he was at three over when I last looked.
1: Correct, correct. But it's one of those things where you gotta, gotta pick Carlos, you know, even though, you know world number one and stuff you know
0: yeah tiger tiger uh he's gotten a few birdies i'm seeing he's at, at one over now so he's gotten at least two birds since uh i last watched Or maybe he got an eagle who knows
1: but see if he makes the cut see if he
0: made the cut oh that'd be so great i mean that, that was amazing what he did last year making the cut after huh. yeah I, I gotta give i got a tiger hat i gotta go put it on i should have just worn it for the podcast what am i doing
1: but, you, know, man, you never know. It's, it's weird. They're echoing this. this may be his last. You never yeah. know. So just enjoy it.
0: Enjoy it for sure. Wes, I want to thank you for uh, joining our podcast. Before we go, I want you to plug your rum cake. Plug the rum man, so people know.
1: We we gotta get you one up there in the Midwest ASAP. Yeah, it's the best rum cake. We call it the best rum cake worldwide. 305 rum cake, obviously 305 the mammy error code. And at the same time, Patrick, ladies and gentlemen, as rum, it is a rum cake. So, you know, purchase know. and oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. But we we do argue is the best rum cake worldwide. Um, and we're we, we're so grateful. And then guess what? Some people at the Dolphins are interested in hard rock. So we're working on that. Maybe next year we'll be here for you at the stadium. But um, we have a original, which is like a vanilla chocolate and pineapple chocolate number one flavor and you can get on worldwidewest.com yep. uh, worldwide west on social media uh pot uh instagram worldwide west all in word and then it's great it's great it goes to um people who just help me edit all my videos people who help me edit my 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 uh columns and stuff and it goes to obviously running the site you know i mean I, obviously i'm not as big as tennis one but at the end of the day uh, none of the stuff can 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 work for free, yeah. And uh, never, never were we thought just the rum cake sales that we get, we able to invest it right back into the site. And um, it's it's a Miami staple here. It's really a Miami staple, and uh, we use what's called the Haitian rum, um, uh, Babaku rum, and uh, it's great. It's great, Patrick. We gotta we gotta get you one down there. We gotta get yeah, you one down I'm there.
0: Out home me so I didn't want to just order to my what? hotel room when I'm like you know working hard every day and hardly. <laughs> Probably I don't know. I, I didn't want to waste it, you know. Like if I could only eat part of it or something. But now that I'm back, I'm sure Maggie, my fiance, she she'd love some rum cake. So, my dog, yeah, man. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. And, and, and you know, you know, Maggie's in. Yeah, I think you told Maggie. Maggie's in residency, so she's she she, yeah. she, would, she would love to you know, decompress. You know. Oh yeah. You know, uh, she'd love to Unwind with with a nice slice, man.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm, i I nice need to slice. play. Some, so. Oh man, Wes, yeah, yeah. thanks for, uh, it, it was great to see you down there. I'm sorry that we didn't get to see each other as often as last year since we weren't, Wes thought I was just chilling on South Beach half the time, but believe you me, yeah, yeah. running around quite a bit down there. No, you, the tournament.
1: Yeah, no, you you really put it in, man, you guys put it in, in, in the app, man, it's great, and then and, um, I love following you guys, I know the complaints have lessened, but I'm always on the app when I can't.
0: Ah, Well, we appreciate that. We know there's, there's several apps out there. And if you're like me, you just have all of them because there's always something in each that that they have to offer. But now Wes, we, we appreciate you coming on and yeah, looking forward already to to next year's Miami open and seeing you down there. We'll have to get you on for the draft next year. So you can, you can join in on that.
1: Yeah, whatever. Pre-draft, post-draft. I'm here for you, Patrick, man. I'm here. I love it, man. You guys are doing a great job.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Wes. Uh, We will be right back after this with Madison, who is in Charleston. We're going to talk a little Charleston tennis with the WTA 500 event down there. So stick with us. Thanks, guys. Hey, guys, we are back with Madison Golden. Tennis one down in Charleston. First tournament that we are official journalists, right? Maybe second, but, but first of the year. How's it going down there?
2: Yeah, it's, it's going so well down here in Charleston. Our coverage of this event is presented by Haratru. So it's been really cool to see the green clay for the first time. I personally have never seen a clay tournament in person, just watched on TV. And it's just, yeah, it's a beautiful tournament. It's very like intimate stadium, but the grounds are just gorgeous. There's so much to do on site. So I see why fans and players make it a stop on their tour for sure
0: what do you think about watching tennis on the clay versus hard courts
2: yeah so it's interesting for me and kind of hearing the players talk about it too it kind of makes sense they said green clay is a good transition from hard court to red clay and I kind of see that like obviously the sliding is different so to see that them do that more is really cool but other than that I mean it's it's I see the similarities, but I also understand that it's like it's it can be difficult, more difficult depending on the player and their style of game. So it's been fun to watch.
0: Yeah, that's a good that's a good comparison. I've never heard that like transition from hard court to clay court, which I assume means the green clay is slower than red clay, which which makes sense. Um, But like in the US. Yeah. I mean, there are some places with red clay, but if you ever play tournaments in the U.S. on clay, most of the time it's it's green clay outside of the pro level. Um, So yeah, definitely jealous. That stadium, how many people does that stadium seat? It looks really cool, and it's new, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. I think they said last year was the first year that they had this tournament here. I believe one of the ushers told me eleven the capacity.
0: Sorry, say it again. I think it cut out briefly.
2: Oh, sorry. 11,000.
0: 11,000. Okay.
2: Yeah. So they told me that Elton John was the first uh, performer to kind of open the stadium. I was like, that's pretty epic.
0: That's cool. Quick story about Elton John. I went to his farewell concert, like that was it. Was before COVID even. It was probably 2019 with my dad farewell concert. And like at the end of the concert, he comes out in his pajamas and he's like, you know, <laughs> "This is," and he like walks onto the yellow brick road. Like this is it for me, you know. And he's still doing that same tour right now, like four <laughs> years later. So <laughs> I guess it it's was. A,
2: that's a long farewell yeah. for Sir Elton John. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, he's got to. It's
2: know. it's cool. There's actually. Darius Rucker, I've people have told me that he comes to this tournament. So I am officially on the lookout. Every day I've been, you know, listening, making sure that they're not announcing it over PA because I'm such a celebrity buff. And my Uber driver, shout out to Michael. He's very in in tuned with the celebrities just like me. He also told me that Reese Witherspoon has a vacation home here.
0: Ooh. So wow. you guys. Yeah that i mean we that
2: could potentially
0: <laughs> where do we rank those two celebrities darius rucker and reese? Like, i would say reese witherspoon is more well known probably than darius rucker but I yes mean, say hootie everybody knows hootie oh i don't know
2: he's amazing so talented so i would take e- i would be happy to see either one but i i really think if i saw reese i would probably cry i'm not kidding
0: <laughs> you have to get a tennis one interview with reese would, <laughs>
2: yeah exclusive sweet
0: Uh, speaking of seeing some cool stuff, you you said there's been some good matches. Obviously we saw on social media. If you, if you follow pro tennis, Jess Pagula had quite a comeback yesterday. Were you watching that one live?
2: Yeah, that was absolutely insane. She was up for love in the second set and And I was watching it in the media room. What would you say? She
0: won the first set as well, right?
2: Correct. Yep. So she was up a set up for love in the second I was watching in the media room and I was like, oh, I got to go down there because she's going to close this out. And then all of a sudden Begu just started to come back. And then Jess, she looked, she was like shaken up a little bit. And then, yeah, right away in the third set, Begu goes up for love. And Jess looks so frustrated. She's like, she slammed a racket. She was talking to her box, just like what, basically like what the F is going on. I don't she just she could it just didn't seem like she could win a game she lost 10 straight yeah wow so then she just won one game and all of a sudden I just saw her attitude kind of start to change she was able to break her she kept she held serve and then she just all of a sudden was back in it and then managed to pull it off and get the final set win six, four. So it was, it was really cool to see. And she spoke to Andrew Krasny on court after, and he basically just said, what just happened? <laughs> and she said, she's like, well, to be quite honest, I'm, I'm just tough. Yeah. I'm just tough.
0: <laughs> she is. So- Andrew should know because in Miami, just literally a week ago or a week and a half ago, she was losing to Potapova in the third set and, like it seemed, I think it was 3-0 in the third or something. And she wasn't playing well. She was missing over like easy overheads and stuff, and just looked at a source and kind of same thing where she was clearly frustrated, looking at her box, kind of being like, What the F am I doing out here? And and that, and, but it it just seemed like if she could stop missing the easy balls that Podopova was gonna get nervous trying to close her out because she had actually lost to her in Indian Wells. And yeah, Jess just hung in there and started, you know, making one more ball than she was. And next thing you know, she, she won, like came back and won third set when it definitely looked like a lost cause. So yeah, Jess, she's she's fun to watch. Yeah, she she
2: is. I love it.
0: You got a good one today, right? And you
2: don't see her. Yes, her and Bedosa. So they were, they both mentioned this, but Bedosa was. In Miami last year, which is where they played and she had to withdraw. So they don't really count that. So other than that, we haven't seen them play against each other. So Mm. I have to say, Bedosa is playing so well this tournament. She looks really good. She seems to be in the right mental headspace as well. Just kind of talking about in the in her press conference, she's talked about just, you know, falling from that number two, world number two ranking to yeah. being in the thirties, which is where she's at now. And just trying to kind of get back to where she was last year, obviously had some injuries. So yeah. she's looks really good. This tournament really, really good.
0: Nice. Well, yeah, I, I remember in Miami last year, she was like joking with us. Cause we were like, Oh, you're up to number four in the rankings. She's like, actually next week, I'm going to be three. <laughs> and then, yeah, she got to two. And so she, she definitely checks those rankings. And uh, yeah, it's obviously, you know, once you get there, you don't want to, leave so quickly but uh I don't know it's so it's so tough and there actually are a lot of female players that are having consistent winning results right now you know like people used to say that oh anybody can win on the women's side at any given day but for the last like year almost that hasn't really it's been you know Svantec, um even Krejcikova is doing pretty well and then Sabalanga um yep so yeah No, it would be cool to see Bedosa get in there. And she's obviously a big fan favorite. So but you guys have a lot of good, I mean, Anz is is matches down there. That's cool to see because she's kind of struggled recently. So
2: yeah, she's playing incredibly well as also this tournament. Um, It's fun to see her kind of get back into her stride on clay. We know she won Madrid last year. So just to kind of see her and she joked yesterday on court that, she kind of had a rocky start to the second set and she said no that was actually my sister playing
0: <laughs> oh
2: my. <laughs> and she typical on's just joking but uh she she pulled it together and she's always just a joy to to talk to and we asked her on media day just kind of about um the just what the reaction she's seen to uh breakpoint and she's like, yeah, it's been really cool. I just feel like I'm I'm trying my best to stay as true to myself as I can, because I feel like people know me on tour as being very authentic. And I feel like she does such a great job with that always. So
0: yeah, she's, it's
2: fun to see players like that have big goals.
0: Yeah, I think it's impossible for Anz to be anything but authentic. She's like, yeah, she's a real deal. Super nice, friendly to every single person, always smiling, joking. Yeah, she's great.
2: And super talented, so yeah, <laughs> a <sure>. win-win. <laughs> yeah.
0: What? Uh, I was gonna ask how how does this tournament compare to like some of the other tournaments you've been to? Is there like a cool signature cocktail? Like, what kind of things do they have on the grounds there for people to do?
2: Yeah, so there's quite a bit. So um Har-True has a tent, so I've stopped there a couple of times. They have like little games and little goodies to give out to people. I mean, that's yes, something. actually, yes, he <laughs> said you were his intern is that right
0: I was Cy's intern he was a he was like a Wilson legend people people in the tennis industry maybe know Cy more than they know any other person like he he knows everyone so now he's at Hartru so good for them
2: yes um, i meant to tell you that so i'm glad that we waited until the podcast to talk about it
0: <laughs> I, I knew he was, this is their big show so i figured he, he must be down there but okay yeah so yeah a- he
2: is they have a booth. They're also doing, there's like several little areas with kind of games for fans to play. There's tons of food trucks, tons of food vendors. There are a couple signature cocktails, but I've heard that the most popular thing is the uh, Kim Crawford Rosé, okay. like a frozen rosé. I see a lot of people with that. So Kim Crawford, I think is the wine sponsor of the tournament or the alcohol sponsor. So that's cool to see. And then they are doing like a little kind of on the terrace. They're doing like little player interviews. So they'll go there and then they'll do the tennis channel desk and can actually stand right behind Steve Weissman as he's interviewing the players. So that's always fun to see. Cause I don't think I've been to a tournament where they've had the desk actually there. Yeah. So that's been fun. Um, it's, it's very well laid out. Like Athena Gibson is the other court where matches are played and it's really easy to walk to i would say the practice courts are super accessible for fans so it's nice and intimate like i said you can get really close to these players and it's all open like you can go to any of the practice courts so that's really cool and then you see the water like right there so it's a very beautiful facility and look very green i noticed that as soon as i landed that it's so green here they get a lot of moisture
0: okay well that's good for the clay for sure cuz you have to uh yeah
2: eat
0: frequently so they don't get dry and yeah kind of unplayable but you know shoes on top of that so they're uh yeah heck this yeah is the only <laughs> pro, this is definitely the only pro t- tournament of this level played on on green clay so it's kind of cool to see the other the other tournament going on in the US is a mens clay tournament but it's on red clay they've had some really bad luck this week with rain. Like they've had Ugh. almost two full days, just like totally delayed and pushed to the next day. So you guys haven't had much rain over there?
2: No, not. We had a rain delay on Monday night mm-hmm. and it ended up pushing back a couple of matches um, to Tuesday, but besides that, and obviously they they were able to complete those relatively quickly. So however, it's supposed to rain this weekend. Oof all day saturday i've heard mixed feelings about that from the locals some say do the weather app it's completely wrong others say if it rains all day like they'll for sure have to push it back like once it rains here it doesn't stop so i don't know we'll have to just wait and see i guess but i'm hoping that they don't have to cancel or postpone anything and then people don't have to play two matches on sunday or or what how do they normally do that like in houston well, what are they going to have to do
0: yeah i mean it just depends how many matches get rained out but they got to just start um you know some of these tournaments like 250s 500s players get days off especially the seeds and sometimes like the top seeds don't even play until thursday or something um so depending where it gets rained out they're just going to have to start stacking the matches up and um in some cases where they were hoping to just let somebody play singles match today. And if they were in doubles, they play the doubles the next day. Now it's like, no, you're definitely playing both the same day. Uh, If you're only playing doubles, who knows, you might've played two doubles matches in one day. So yeah, it's, you know, anything they can do to make sure that they don't have to keep playing the tournament on Monday. You know, they definitely want to finish on the weekend because if you do the final on a Monday, it's going to be tough for fans to come to having to,
2: right
0: and everything so yeah it's um
2: and the players they already have like places to go next so I'm sure it makes for a really difficult time
0: so not fun for anyone I mean luckily clay is is a surface where if it's kind of like spitting you can play longer than hard because the clay kind of absorbs it a little bit but you know once it really starts going there's nothing you can do but Yeah, I mean, they've been talking about at the Masters for sure on Saturday and Sunday that it's going to rain. And I'm looking at a map right now. Charleston is almost straight east of Augusta. So it seems like whatever they get, you guys might get. But fingers crossed. Yeah,
2: it looks like Saturday is going to be tough, but we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't know. It can change at the drop of a hat is what I've been told.
0: (laughs) Plus, you're staying an extra day after the tournament. Did you have any like fun things you found to do on your one day there?
2: Um, Yeah. So when I got in on Sunday, ended up having, you know, flight canceled, got rerouted, spent three hours at LaGuardia airport, Um, which I have to say is a lot nicer than it used to be. So (laughs) it's much better than the last time I was there. Um, So I ended up getting in and I had an Uber driver just recommend this place called Shim Creek that was close to my hotel for Sunday night. And it's really cool. It was right on the canal. Um, They said that there's dolphins sometimes because there are a lot of shrimp boats. So I unfortunately didn't see any dolphins, but it was very beautiful and I got to watch the sunset there. So that was cool, but I am going to go to downtown Charleston. I think on Monday I've heard that it's, you have to do it, Rich in history, there's so much to see. Um, But there's also, I didn't realize that Charleston is there's so many areas like the tournament is on Daniel Island, which is completely different than like downtown Charleston or I'm in Mount Pleasant. So there's kind of like four major areas in Charleston. So very cool city.
0: Nice. Well, if you see, um, have you seen Danny Kendall down there?
2: I have not.
0: He's definitely down there. He's the guy that's always kind of like on the court waiting to walk the players back to wherever after the match. Um, yeah he's at anyway he's he's a, a good friend of tennis one because he's at like every tournament um but he lives in charleston so you should definitely ask him too
2: oh very cool yeah he might be in the i wonder if he's in the media room ever i'll have to make sure i introduce myself if i see him
0: maybe once in a while i'll send you a picture of him because I, I guarantee you've seen okay. this tournament and okay the tournaments but yeah yeah well, cool, man. I said, I don't want to keep you from the tournament. You got to get over there. But uh, before we go, I just want to let you know you won the Miami women's draft. So wow. I'm Ugh. sure you were checking the score, but.
2: I've yeah. never won. <laughs> for the record, I've literally never won. I've lost men's women's for every draft that we've done.
0: Yeah. Ugh. Wow. Got, Rabakina took you home. She got a. Uh, I have to stay. None of us did very well in the women's draft. We uh, we had a lot of zeros and ones up there for points. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Rabakina was definitely the top score. You actually would have won with just her. That's how bad Laura and I did. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Laura had Savelyeva. She's
2: all I needed. Yeah. Oh, so she, she had she had some good. She yeah, has... that was the women's one. Was kind of tough.
0: Yeah, it was for sure. I, none of us picked us, so shame on us the men's uh I had met it at Evan Center, so that was good that was good for yeah.
2: me yeah <laughs> you killed it who I had a couple players who made it somewhat far
0: well yeah but... Alcaraz so I mean you know he he almost got to the final but I think he was just a little tired at the end he um you know he just played he just won Indian Wells and yeah once we got and to He's that...
2: injured right
0: yeah, I mean, yeah, after the match he announced that he's got another injury, so that's I don't know. Sucks to see. I hope, I mean, obviously he's going to just try to get ready for Roland Garros and maybe play a tournament beforehand, but I don't know. We got to keep him on the court. It's a uh, night and day between like how many people are at his matches versus some of the other ones, you know, it's just like totally packed. Everybody's always asking, "What session is Alcaraz playing?" Like that that's the session we want to buy tickets to and uh, so all the celebrities are and he had
2: it. A... Yeah, I was just going to say, you guys had some uh, celebrity encounters in Miami. That is so cool.
0: Well, I was like, after every Alcaraz match, it was like he was obligated to meet somebody who, you know, and I think after the first win, Jimmy Butler wanted to meet him. I'm trying to think who after the second win was there. Um, the third win was going to be Luka Doncic. He was there, but... Uh, that was when Sinner beat Luca, or I'm sorry, Sinner beat Luca. When Sinner beat Alcaraz, and I don't know, I guess he didn't want to meet Sinner because he kind of just left after Alcaraz <laughs> lost.
2: But. He's like, I- I'm good actually. Oh no, Sinner is was... so great too. He played awesome.
0: No, for sure, he's he's a great guy. So <laughs> that's Luca's miss. But um, it was funny during that match on the jumbotron. They kept showing Luca. Like during one of the changeovers, they would show Luca. And then they would show Jimmy and then they go back to Luca and then back to Jimmy. And every time they showed Luca, people would boo. And then every time they showed Jimmy, <laughs> people would go nuts because obviously he's the Miami, you know, Miami, Miami heats star player. So that was, was awesome. It was pretty fun. And
2: then Jamie Fox, Jamie Oscar Fox. winner.
0: Yeah. He was there, there
2: for Eubanks, right?
0: There for Eubanks and Medvedev. Oh. So yeah, that was, he's looking pretty strong. Like, I wonder what movie he's he's in next, because, like, I don't remember him being- He looks- I don't know. No. He looks built. Like, yeah. I don't- I don't think I've seen him, like,
2: in that good of shape since Django Unchained, which was a while yeah. ago, so.
0: Which is funny, because I literally watched that movie in my hotel room one of the first nights I was at the tournament, just because it was on, like, one of the HBO channels, and I just needed something on the TV, and I turned it on, and the next thing you know, he's at the tournament. I was like, all right. You,
2: you manifested it great yeah. film as well so <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. oh, good, that movie. but um there was one other celebrity oh mike tyson was there too which... oh
2: yeah he was in del rey which was crazy
0: yeah well his daughter... likes
2: the florida tennis
0: yeah exactly his daughter she's probably like 15 16 17 somewhere in there but she she's a good tennis player so he's definitely gotten into it probably through her but
2: very cool love that love to see it so stay tuned if i see darius or, or miss reese witherspoon here yeah,
0: fingers crossed for you that'd be exciting unfortunately no for yeah. <laughs> friends at this event so
2: no no yeah. girlfriends i didn't even see paula's boyfriend who i also kind of uh, keep an eye on so
0: yeah i mean he's he's not here for sure he was in miami yeah oh <laughs>
2: Yeah, he he's got me a little starstruck in Silicon Valley last year. I didn't really know what to. I've just he, and seeing people like who are that good looking. I'm like, I don't even know how to process that.
0: That guy's <laughs> a twelve out of ten at least. So.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So is Paula. So good for yeah, good for, sure.
0: for them. Yeah, I'm not gonna argue with that. Beautiful couple. <laughs> Oh, man. All <laughs> right. Well, Madison, thanks for uh, squeezing in the pod when you're at Charleston. Enjoy the rest of the tournament. We're, uh, you want to give one pick? Who you think is going to win it? You've been watching the matches.
2: So, I I feel like whoever wins the Pagula-Bedosa match has a good shot, at least at making the final.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, Would love to see Ons. She made it last year. Can't discount Belinda Bencic, last <laughs> year's champ. No, she she played well last night. She took down Shelby Rogers, the local fan favorite, so that was um, she's been playing really well. She really likes it here, she said. And the fans, the fans do like her. Obviously, the Rogers match was a little different because she's home yeah, crowd, but for sure. And Madison Keys,
0: Yeah. Uh, former it.
2: champ. She did. She beat yeah. uh, Lynette in the third set. She had a really great third set, so
0: okay.
2: we'll see. There's some good players still left.
0: Yeah, it's it's a good-looking draw here. So excited to see how that turns out. We'll have uh, anybody listening. We've got, obviously, all the scores and and uh, a lot of... Unfortunately, we can't show the highlights in our app to U.S. users. If you are outside the U.S., you'll be able to watch them. But the WTA has different rules and ATP, and and you have to restrict the access to their highlights within the country where the tournament is played. So... Miami we had the highlights because we're a partner of that event but Charleston we can't show the highlights unless you live outside the U.S. but Madison's doing daily recaps so check those out for sure and we've got some interviews transcripts coming in from all the press conferences so yeah thanks for putting that all that in there Madison easy way to follow the tournament it's
2: been good exactly and yeah social obviously a big part of it for this one so that's been very fun especially with how beautiful the grounds are. So oh, yeah. thanks so much, Patrick.
0: Yeah, no problem, Madison. Enjoy the tournament. And thanks for listening, guys. If you're on Spotify, we appreciate a follow. We appreciate the ratings. that would just be just huge. Just huge. So uh, comments on YouTube or in the app will answer any questions you guys have during the episode. So see you next time. Thanks, Madison.